If you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guests and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Good day, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of We're Talking Shift. I have kind of a reunion today, a little podcast reunion, actually. My original co-host, the, well, before I go on, she's also a very dear friend, truth be told, but... She is the one that really kicked off We're Talking Shift, the podcast. It is the traveling intuitive herself, Candace Parisi. She is back. And I know that all of you longtime listeners already know of this amazing traveling intuitive. But for my new followers who, you know, haven't maybe been privy to the magic of Candace Parisi, here are some deets. Candace is a professional intuitive and psychic medium for 30 years now. Yeah, she is not new to this stuff. This is this is her deal, you guys. She's an intuitive business consultant. She's an inspirational speaker, an intuitive development instructor, and she is intensely, an intensely passionate psychic medium. She loves teaching the masses about how to cultivate their intuition and listen to their own inner guidance, which is what we are going to be diving into today. So without further ado, and before I get any more tongue twisted, welcome back my friend, Candice Parisi. Oh, thank you. That's a great intro. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of stumbled my way through a little bit of it there, but I got it all out. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so this is going to be fun. And everybody, this is going to be the three of us today. Uh, my show producer, Christy, who you all know, is going to be joining us. And we're just going to have a really cool convo about what it is to be psychic, to be intuitive, um, all that good stuff with a real pro, somebody who is the real deal. So my friend, welcome. And let's just jump into this by, you know, maybe just a little bit of background on how, how this gift came about because a lot of people may not know yet. So maybe just a little bit about, you know, when did you learn of your psychic slash intuitive gifts? Um, how'd that happen? Well, thank you for asking. I am a, uh, I've been, I've been intuitive since I was a kid, since I was a little kid, I would, um, I had imaginary friends and, you know, stuff like that. And just like most kids do where they, they are, most kids are very intuitive. And then my mom, um, you know, uh, was a pretty big hippie. And so she was okay with me being weird. And, um, I, you know, started doing, strange things like meditating when I was seven and just started to just really get very into the idea of being an intuitive person. I started to be able to see and hear things. I felt really comfortable with it. 
And um, as uh, my childhood went on, I had a couple of different teachers into my adulthood that really helped open that door for me. And it's changed my life. And so now, um, you know, and then I got to travel a lot and have a lot of different teachers. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that uh, I attribute it to having a really uh, easygoing parent, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she probably had to be if she had a daughter who was like meditating at age seven, which may yeah. be a little bit more common these days. But I think maybe when you were a kid, not so much. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Where other kids were like going out and having a good time. I was like, I'm going to go out in the woods and, and meditate. Talk to the animals. <laughs> well, were there other yeah. people in your, in your family that had this gift or something that made your mom comfortable with it or know what it was? I don't, uh, there's nobody in my family that, um, it's really uh, psychic or intuitive. Like I'm sure they are on their own. They're empathetic or different things like that, but no, not really. My mom, I guess she, um, she used to go to a, a little uh, angel church and where there was um, some old ladies who would um, read or talk to your angels. And so she had, she brought me to that. And that was kind of her letting me know that she gets who I am. And, uh, and then I spent all my time at that church learning from these old ladies. And, and uh, so we, we bonded over my, you know, my eccentricness, but I think that, no, there's nobody in the family that was really into it at all. No, <laughs> wow. I come from awesome. a pretty Christian family, pretty, pretty, yeah. you know, not, uh, not into it as much as you would yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's so interesting. That was a good question, actually. Um, okay, so let's let's jump to what I've been noticing myself over like the last decade, 10, 12 years or so, which is we have seen just like tons now of intuitives and psychics and intuitive coaches um just literally flooding the coaching market. So I guess what I'm wondering is maybe you could help everyone understand the difference, if there is a difference between being an intuitive, being a psychic, and then being an intuitive coach. What is your take on that? Yeah, well, Lori, you helped me figure out something a long time ago when we became friends. We, I remember we sat down and I... Uh, up until that point, uh, called myself an intuitive counselor uh, because I was uncomfortable with the word psychic because the word psychic involves a whole bunch of other weird stuff that um, uh, a whole a whole bunch of negative things, right? And so I've, I, I stayed away from the word psychic. Um, and then I sat down with you, I remember, and we were talking about it. And you're like, well, why don't you just call yourself a psychic and then reinvent the, the word? And I was like, oh, we're going to be friends forever. <laughs> so it was like my first moment of going, you know what? Yeah. Intuitive counselor out the window and really dived into saying I'm a psychic. And since then, I have done that. I've, you know, I, I think that when, when I, when I think of a psychic, I think of somebody who's shysty, mm. you know, or, or who, 
um, has ill intentions sometimes or has weird intentions in general or is going to take a curse away. There's so many different like worlds of psychics. And then there's like a, a niche amount of people who are just, you know, psychic mm-hmm. and they have integrity and, you know, <laughs> and right. they're very far between in my experience. And so yeah. I decided uh, from uh, with your help <laughs> to take that word and change it into uh, something that feels like something new mm-hmm. that you can take a word and make it whatever you want. And I think that that was the game changer for me. So psychic uh, for me is, um, you know, something that I am. And so I see and I hear spirit and I see and I hear people who have passed away and I connect in a very like visual hearing way, just like we're talking right now. And it's taken me since I was seven to meditating up to here to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's a slow moving ship, but um, that's what I would say a psychic is somebody who can really like, uh, connect on a very detailed level. Right. Mm -hmm. I think an intuitive or an intuitive person is, um, has some more multifacets to it. And so, um, it's, it's empathy, it's a gut feeling, it's, Mm -hmm you know, you, you know, you're connecting in your heart space and, and it's kind of like growing into that word, uh, psychic, I, I guess, mm. you know? And right. so, but the two come together, the two go together pretty well. And then an intuitive coach would be somebody, um, I guess from uh, my understanding of coaching is it's more of asking questions. The other person answers where I, as a psychic, just tell you stuff and mm-hmm. we have a about it and so a coach would be kind of intuitively walking a person through their journey and so I would say I lean more into the psychic direction but definitely I teach people how to be intuitive every day and so I think that um I think those are the two places I'm most interested in mm-hmm. yeah interesting yeah Lori, would so- you say you're an intuitive coach Yes, I don't call myself or or label myself as an intuitive Mm -hmm. coach, but certainly intuition plays a big role in my coaching process technique, you know, in the, in the dynamic of the coaching session. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's so that, I just think that's really interesting. And I think, um, I think it's pretty cool that you decided to kind of bring credibility to the word psychic because like you said there was this this sort of resistance around having that title because of all of the kind of shenanigans if you will that have been associated with that word in the past um but but you know kind of being courageous enough to say no this is this is what i am and this is what i do um I think mm-hmm. that that took a lot of courage actually to do that because a lot of people would shy away from that association and again just come up with a different creative name but it's the same stuff. Mhm. Yeah, I think that that would be like, you know, my like going rogue moment in my life. It is deciding to you know, deciding to expose myself completely. And I think that when it comes to being a psychic or being an intuitive, it comes with a lot of responsibility. And I think that, yes, a lot of people don't use their responsibility correctly, but that's in every profession and everything, right? Right. But in this, my going 
rogue in my life is that I am, this is it. I'm messy. I'm silly. I curse a lot. I, I don't brush my hair very often. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think things through. I don't use my brain very often. I'm mostly always just using my intuition. So it can seem a little, uh, I can, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an organized person as Lori knows. And, but I, I, I think that the, the, the psychic, the changing the psychic word um, from what this sort of world is of what that word means to this is that, you know, you, I'm a regular person that uh, laughs and cries and experiences and that anybody can do that. Anybody can be intuitive. Anybody can be a psychic and really like bringing it down to um, allowing people to see that you can be messy and you can be a regular human and still be psychic there's no crystal balls there's mm -hmm. no I don't need to rub a crystal on my on my forehead I don't need I don't really I'm not into woo-woo-y stuff I don't know a lot about like things that aren't solid like a mm -hmm. table so you don't and like so have to sage the room and <laughs> stuff like that I don't sage the room but I'm open to saging the room like right. I'm open to and I like sage and I use it you know, in the bathroom, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't, when I take a shower, but I don't like, um, I don't really, um, I don't, I don't need any of that. You don't need any of that. And so I think that's what's made, you know, what I'm up to so interesting to me that I don't have to fake me mm -hmm. show up as me. And that's good enough. And I think that that on top of being able to be very intuitive in people's lives gives people permission to be themselves and call themselves whatever they want as well. Yes, ma'am. So help me understand intuitive coaching a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. It's essentially like life coaching based on your intuition, right? You're not teaching people how to tap into their own intuition or is it a little well, both? Yeah, I think intuitive coaching. So there's life coaching. There's all sorts of different kind of coaching, uh, but intuitive coaching would be um, more like if you and I were having a session and as a coach, I kind of want you to get, have your own answers. And so I would intuitively connect to you and know how to frame those words for you. That's you know, cool. I think that that's, yeah. And so that's would be an intuitive coach. But yes, I coach people to become intuitive as well. Yeah. Wow. That is a lot of responsibility, like you said. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be able to do your passion and purpose. I just feel like every day I wake up and I'm ready. I'm ready to just have the most amazing day. And I think that's the most fantastic thing about being intuitive and why I teach it. Uh, to, to, to people is because it puts you in the present moment. It helps you have a personal assistant for your life. Um, and you kind of understand your life and who you are on a day-to-day -day basis. It makes every day much more magical because you can see the, the synchronicities of everything. I don't know. I, I think that being intuitive is, is definitely uh, I, I think it's definitely the, the most wonderful thing I got going for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. 
Besides think, my looks, besides my looks, I have. I think, <laughs> yeah. Well, that goes without saying, of course. Um, exactly. But that's pretty wonderful for everybody else that gets to, you know, have have time with you as well. Um, so I'm curious, Christy, have you ever had in like a a psychic reading or a, a reading with somebody that's intuitive? Have you ever had that experience? I haven't had a personal experience, but um, this is not my first foray into producing a health and wellness podcast. So mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I have met many, many, many psychics, intuitives, you know, from your John Edward types uh, to, you know, your Anita Morjani's and, and those kind of people. So I definitely have seen them work their magic in real life. And mm -hmm. um, my, my one experience is meeting a medical intuitive one time. And before I got one word out of my mouth or he got one word out of his, he was barely out of his car. He was like, girl, you are dangerously dehydrated. You need to drink water. And he was so right. He was so dead on. And I just thought, oh my God, I've never met this man. He barely saw me for two seconds. So Whoa. I am definitely super interested in this. And um, I'm, I'm just, I'm so blown away by people having this gift, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. That's Aww. super cool. That must've been Anthony Williams. <laughs> oh, uh, he was a guest another day and he was very nice ah. as well. Um, but that was actually Andre Seltzer, who I also ah. uh, suggest okay. people check out too. Interesting. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So Candice, what, what would you say is like your unique way or style of working with clients? Like what differentiates you maybe from other psychics? Like what are your yeah. strengths? Uh, my strengths is um, in I, I truly uh, find that building a relationship with a person um, and being able to connect to them, but connect to them. Like I have a lot of clients who have had for 25 years. And so and it's because, you know, we have built a relationship over time. Like the clients that I have are also you know, my friends and I know like their children's names. And I, I know, like, you know, I get excited when I get to talk to them and I, you know, there's a relationship there. And I think that's the difference that I feel a very strong heart connection to each person. When I connect in intuitively, I'm basically connecting to you know, what guides you in your whole life, you know, and, and it's a very intimate moment. And I make sure that I'm very respectful around that, that I'm including the person in that, that I'm making sure I'm speaking in a way that the person can, you know, gain something from it. And, but mostly that, you know, piece of being able to share a moment like that with somebody, be completely honest and open and allow an honest and open dialogue where the other person feels like that they can uh, uh, unload who they are for maybe the first time. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that it becomes the safe communication space where a person can really grow and figure out what they want in their life. And, and so that's, I think is the difference. Um, I think that in the past I've had, you know, I, uh, just from my experiences with different teachers that taught me what not to do and, um, and from my clients letting me know what their experiences are in the past, um, you know, it's very, it's not that it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's more like, you know, how you go to a doctor and you become a number instead of a, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of a person. I think that. I come at 
my my profession every day like I did it I'm doing it for the very first time and so it really allots that excitement that I actually have about it and it allows the other person to be able to be expressed the best and worst of themselves without any judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that one of, one of your many strengths slash gifts are that you make, um, there's like an instant knowing of trust mm-hmm. between you and the, the client, whoever that is. I mean, that's mm-hmm. been my experience and, and that's been everybody that I have known. That's been their experience with you too. I mean, mm-hmm. Can- Candace has probably given, spent time in sessions with everyone in my family, including cousins. <laughs> so, and it's always, uh, it's always good feedback. It's always, it's always real, and they're always very, uh, very touched. And it's, it's always what's up for them. So it's always successful in that, in that sense. Um, so you have I'm traveled. Sure I'm sure you find the same with like when you're just being your honest, authentic self, like mm-hmm. people feel more comfortable to, to be, they feel more comfortable to trust. Right. And so yeah. Yeah. that's the name. Is that kind of how you get away with not giving people bad news, but like when they need to be told something that you can tell they definitely don't want to hear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I always start out a reading with, uh, is it okay if I'm blunt and straightforward? And so now you have the room to opt out, right? You can go, nope, I don't want any of that. (laughs) And then I don't, I don't, I share everything in a way that the person can hear. And I don't, nothing, nobody walks away feeling like shit. Nobody walks away feeling like, oh man, all of this stuff. And so, yeah, we might talk about hard stuff, um, but the person also has all the tools to come out of that hard stuff before they walk away from me. Yeah. 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 Has anyone ever opted out when you asked him that question? He said, nope, I only want to hear good things. I'm sure a couple of times. It, it maybe happens like once a year where a person's like, no, no, that's not what I want. And then I know somebody else. I'll just I'll be like, hey, that's fine. I have a, I, I know plenty of people who, you know, are your flavor. I'm not everybody's flavor. Mm-hmm. I, but I think that everybody's got a different thing that um, they resonate with. And so I always, I always respect that, you know, and never take that personally, but no, it doesn't happen very often. I can't remember yeah. the last time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think usually if someone's at a, at a place where they would like to have this kind of experience, they're mm-hmm. already kind of pretty open to what might come at them. Yeah. Why would you want somebody to sit there and lie to you? You know, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. And I think that is, and that's, I think that's the key to everything in life. I think that it's just expressing from a truthful place. A person can digest hard information easier because you're not, you're not playing any weird human being games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and the intention around that is for, to, to help someone, you know, figure out what to do with that, mm-hmm. what to do with it. It's the intention isn't about making them feel bad or disempowered in some way or wrong in some way. So 
I think that yeah. has a lot to do with it, that there's a, there's a good intention around what is coming up if it's something that's kind of hard in order to help them move through it. Yeah. So is being, yeah. um, is being intuitive a, a gift that everybody has and can access? I mean, so what, so when, when you answer that, then give us, um, like, what would be your advice to how people start to cultivate their intuition? You know, what can they start practicing doing to receive that, you know, insight and, and open themselves up to the experience of what that, what that is for them? Yeah. And so everybody's intuitive. It depends on how you want to work that muscle. It's everybody can be in shape, but you got to go to the gym. And so it's figuring out what your gym is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, my gym is meditation and I, you know, continue to do that on a, a pretty big basis every single day. And so I always encourage people to meditate, but meditation is boring. And so, um, and so it's finding things, finding ways to connect to what guides you in your life. And first of all, you know, realizing that there's something there, right? There's something that isn't you that's in your life, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And then it's deciding, I want to open that door. You know, I want to, I want to open that door a little bit more. So I'm going to, ask for help. And so that's kind of like praying, you know, it's like asking for your guidance to show itself in your life more mm -hmm. and to, um, give you some, um, confidence and coincidences and things that make you go, Oh, geez, you know, I'm not doing this by myself. And then, um, and then finding, uh, your method. So everybody is intuitive in a different way. Some people, they, um, they're really, you know, great with automatic writing because they have a certain way of connecting. And some people it's um, through meditating. Some people, they need to go to school. Some people, um, you know, need um, a mentor. Uh, some people need to go live in the woods. Like everybody, you know, everybody's yeah. their own way. And some, uh, sometimes it's just a, um, you know, a grace moment. It's a moment where, a lot of people who have like hard, hard lives or hard moments in their life, or they're having a near death experience, or they're having a, whatever it might be, they have this moment of feeling like there's more, there's something else. And it's guiding me. I'm not doing this on my own. I have a purpose. There's a passion mm -hmm. in there. And mm -hmm. so it's following that passion. And then when you start to get those knowings that come to you, then it's following through with it. You know, it's kind of going, okay, all right, I'll take a left here or, okay, I will go talk to that lady or, okay, maybe I will take that job. And, and then, you know, starting to change your life from a brain-based life um, to an intuitive-based life mm -hmm. by learning to trust your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, that's such a great point that you just made about, okay, you can do all of the work to ask, you know, for you know, the, the gates to be open and you to be hearing or, you know, tapping into your intuition. But then the key thing, cause a lot of, a lot of us have had that happen, but then we don't listen. We don't listen to it or we second guess it. And then we don't follow that intuitive urge or the nudge. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't. And so I think that that's the I think that the showing up to 
and you're a big you know com- uh, what's the word I'm looking for you you do this as well you talk about this a lot the showing up mm-hmm. you just got to show up and show up and show up and you can like talk about it all day long you can go man I really want to be this or try this or or you know what be healthier or be better or um, but I think that it's in that showing up and so my job as an intuitive is to show up twice as much as my client feels comfortable. And so that when I'm connecting to them and I'm like, okay, here's how to show up. I'm not a hypocrite. And there's something energetic about I'm doing it. And so it's not just like, you know, I, I've been there. I know how hard it is. I know, I know that this is not going to be easy, whatever the situation is. And, but there's a, there's something at the, at the end of this, let's go, let's go on this journey together. And I think that that's the most important part is the showing up. And so I have a meditation teacher who said that to me a long time ago. He's like, 95% of meditating is just showing up. Like you don't even need to, you can just show up and fall asleep. It's the showing up that is the, mm-hmm. that's the key to, um, to really connecting in. And because you're saying this is important to my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to pay uh, a part of my time today for it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's an investment. You, you're willing <laughs> to invest part of your time, you know, whether it's five minutes or 50 minutes, but it's it's the act of doing it that's so important and the i think the commitment the follow up of just mm-hmm. just try it and and then if you keep the practice going and make it a regular part of your routine again even if you don't always have a long time it's just the fact that you that you touched it even if you just can touch it it's it really helps to develop that that relationship that you're looking for you know you're looking for this this extra relationship mm-hmm. right that is mm-hmm. that's your intuition or your source or whatever it is you want to call it but it can't happen if you're not showing up right that's it's a like lot for for both of you to live up to Lori, you as as a coach and Candace as well of like, well, I have to be a person who shows up if I tell people they show up, you know, I have to be a person who eats healthy if I tell people they're going to eat healthy. That's kind mm-hmm. of overwhelming, isn't it? Uh, n- no. Congratulations. No. I guess you guys are both in the perfect <laughs> position for you. No. you. You've got the perfect job. You, it was meant to be Candace, obviously. I, I think, you know, Candace, you can speak to this after, you know, and, and give your take, but I think when it becomes overwhelming is when it's not, um, it, when it's not truthful for you when you're trying to mm-hmm. create a perception that maybe isn't your reality then it could be like work and overwhelming because now you're maybe trying to play a role rather than just this is just who I am and what I do and how I do it, it mm-hmm. when it's i think when it's organic and natural and just part of you and how you express yourself and how you move through the world mm-hmm then there really isn't an overwhelm about it. What do you think, Candace? for you? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that uh, an enormous amount, if not almost all of people's unhappiness is the, um, is faking it. Is they, they've figured out a survival formula to fake it. 
and they go into their job and they fake it and then they go into their marriage and maybe fake it and they're not being authentic to themselves as if who they are authentically isn't enough and they need to be this cartoon character of themselves and then they come home and they crash out on the couch and they're like what the f is my life like who am i and you can do that for so long that now you're 80 and you have no idea who you were, what character you were playing of yourself this whole time. And so if you can, if, you know, uh, Lori gets up every morning and she makes the damn smoothie, you know, (laughs) we know she does. (laughs) She makes the smoothie (laughs) and because she like, that's her, who she is. And like, you know, I wake up in the morning and I eat cake because that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I get up in the morning and I and I, I'm ready to meditate. You can always count on me. And and I think that it's because I like it. And I also I'm very lazy to faking it. I think that it's a lot of work to play a character of myself. And I'm lazy. And so I'd rather not not give a uh, f about what people think. I don't know if I'm a person. Not you, you, you can you can be your you can show up authentically, okay, Candace. Okay. If you if you want to drop an f bomb, it's okay. Just everybody who's listening, uh, just get ready. If you have little ones, cover their ears. Okay, go for it, my friend. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that really the key to happiness and the really the key to everything in life is to work on not giving a lot of fucks about what people think and figure out how, what you actually want. And I think we lose that over and over again in our life. And so if we can just be lazy to playing that game and just come back again and again to whatever it is that we're being, then you're not putting it on. You're not trying to look perfect. You're not trying anything. You're just being yourself. And, um, and if everybody's doing that, then that's, you know, a much happier world probably. And so I think that that adds to the element of why, you know, Lori is trustworthy or I'm trustworthy is because uh, you're not bullshitting anybody with your show, you know, of who. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that that's sexy. I think that that's a thing that people want in their life. And when I ask people what they want, oftentimes they want, like, I just wish I could just like do this one thing that has my passion, or I wish that I could be myself. or I wish that I could, you know, I could go do this thing, or I wish that I could, but I can't. Mm -hmm. And like, you're in this trap that you made for yourself kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And so how do, how do we get out of that trap? How do we get out and know that I'm a messy human being who is not like this perfect scenario, but you best believe when I see a trap come in, I'm like, nope, no thanks. And I'm <laughs> figuring it out. I'm figuring it out just like that. And because I have an obligation to myself, but also to my clients to make sure I'm being authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you ever want to start a t-shirt line, I think the only time to be lazy is when you're faking it would be a great start. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's very it. powerful. Like I'm going to, I'm going to print that one up and put it on my wall. I like that. Yeah. That's, 
it, yeah. that really is because you wouldn't normally word that message that way. But when you word it that way, it has a whole different impact. Like it's really powerful. That was, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, oh, there's so much here. Okay. So I want to, I want to go back before I lose it. You mentioned automatic writing. So for people, like you said, sometimes meditating, somebody just, they just, they, I mean, I've had lots of clients. I'm sure you have too, that be like, ah, I don't get it. I can't do it. It's too hard. I can't Mm -hmm. sit still that long. My mind won't stop. You know, they go on and on and on why they, they can't do it. So is automatic writing maybe a different, a different exercise, a different thing that people maybe that, you know, have trouble trying to meditate, maybe that is a good exercise for them. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's a good tool. It's a great tool because it teaches you how to differentiate between your brain and your intuition. Mm. And so your brain is, is not buddies with your intuition. Your brain is on its own journey and it's, it negotiates everything. Your intuition is very exacting. So you're, you know, and so when you sit down and, and you do something like automatic writing and what it looks like is, um, you know, what it can look like is you have your notebook and you're sitting down and maybe you write down three questions that you want to know for your life. And then you close your eyes and you connect in and you ask, even if you have no idea what you're doing, just asking what guides you in your life, your spirit guide, your highest self, your intuition, whatever you're calling it, um, for, you know, to connect to you and to connect to this moment um, so that you can have an experience and, you know, and be grateful for that experience. And, um, you know, maybe take a couple of minutes to just like breathe and get out of your brain as much as possible. And then it's picking up that pen and um, putting it on the paper and allowing what you allowing your guidance, your intuition to answer the question. So to use your hand. And so now you're learning and it might take a little while because your brain's always going to try to get in the way because that's its job. But over time, you'll start to see the difference between how you wrote your question and what you wrote and how the answer feels like something that your brain wouldn't come up with. Mm. So learning that sort of being able to differentiate between your brain and intuition is the number one thing that I'm working on always with students is um, because your brain is a tricky little fella. And so, (laughs) and so doing that one exercise over time can really um, help you find the voice of your intuition separate than the voice of your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. And that is a, I think that's a really awesome um, exercise or tool to start, you know, uh, working on, especially for, I mean, you can do it in addition to meditating and, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're a meditator, of course, but I think especially for people that struggle with, with that, that this might be a really good, cause it's, you know, it's something they can do. Um, I mean, there's, they're, they're being in it, but they have something to do rather than just be still and try, you know, mm-hmm. trying to do the impossible, which is don't have any thoughts. So, you know, that's the relation. That's what people relate so much of meditation to is don't have any thoughts, which is nearly <laughs> impossible for anybody. I don't care who you are, but yeah, <laughs> yeah even, exactly. the, even the Buddha sitting under the tree had thoughts. Like it's yeah. not, the not having thoughts are right. it's the, 
it's the it not running the show like it you over time it turns down to like a very soft buzz but most of the time people's brains are really loud and their intuition is like the softest thing in the room and you can't you can't hear it yeah yeah it's it's so quiet yeah Mm -hmm. kind of like I mean you don't even really need to explain it when you say to me your brain gets in the way I'm like oh yeah yeah, I don't even really know how it does or why it does. <laughs> Can I stop it from doing that? But that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you can stop it from doing that. And that's, I think, is the um, the win on intuition is like I, I, I literally only use my brain to like breathe and be a person and to like tie my shoes and drive my car. Like when it comes to decision making, when it comes to um every word that comes out of my mouth when it comes to how I interact in life, it's all intuitive. And the, I think that the brain is very survival based. And so what happens in your life is all this bullshit happens to you. And then your brain starts to build these different survival techniques. And so then, um, then you're just a whole bunch of survival techniques for the rest of your life. And you're like, why do I even do that thing? Or why does this make me anxious even, or it doesn't even make any sense. And so the more that you can lean into your intuition, the more that, that those sort of survival techniques, be it there, it's still there. Like if you need to run from a bear, you'll know how to do it. But the, most of the time you don't need to run from a bear. Yeah. And most of the time you don't need the anxiety that you had when that thing happened to you when you were six years old, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really well powerful. Said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, um, so what do you want to tell people about, um, having, let's say you're somebody that is, well, two questions here. Number one, you're trying to discern. Here's what I hear a lot. And I am sure you do, um, uh, being that this is your world and, and you're, you're teaching as well as having sessions with clients. But so a lot of them are saying, well, is that, is that voice in my head, my intuition, or is that just my brain, my thoughts? How do mm-hmm. they discern the difference? Yeah. Okay. And so the first exercise to that is super simple. And it is um, to pay attention to your first feeling. And so let's say it's easiest to, to do that is when you come across the person. When you come across the person who you're like, hmm. I don't like it. I don't like this person. Right. And so you come across the person, you're like, "Mm, I don't like this person. And that's your first thought. Your second thought will almost always be, come on, Candace, you're being too much. You're you, what He's probably a really nice guy. What's going on? Like that you stop Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And so that's your brain negotiating, but your intuition is always going to be very uh, yes or no. Mm, nope, that guy's no good, you know? And so what we do, because we, how we work in life is we don't trust ourselves. And so that first feeling of, um, maybe I should, maybe I should leave my job. The, um, I feel like it's time to leave my job. And the second thing that happens is, but then you're going to be broke and you're going to live on the street and you're going to have nothing. And how are you going to pay for everything? Like that's where your brain goes. So that's not your intuition. Your intuition is the first feeling of I've got to leave my job. And so it's starting to learn how to follow that first feeling 
and then noticing the second thought, but not running with it going, okay, okay. I hear you brain. I got it. I'm going to be broke on the street. I hear you, but (laughs) let me go back to the thing that is trying to help me. And so then you bring it back to, okay, so I need to leave my job. And then, so what's next? Like, how do I do that? You know, and you start to um, entertain that intuitive feeling over entertaining our brain, which is what we mostly always do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's fair. But what also is fair is Mm -hmm. maybe the brain is like, right. Yeah. If you leave your job, you can't pay your bills. You can't pay your mortgage. You might not be able to eat. You might be out on the street. So how do you reconcile the two? Because it's yeah. really, I mean, is it about, uh, is it about for you? Uh, I mean, I know how I, I work things, but is mm-hmm. it like the balance? You don't like, there's some things that are just like, yeah, that's probably fucking true. So you <laughs> probably should not just go leave your job right now without a plan. So how do you say you roll that out and reconcile the two when that's a logical response? Right. And so I'm assuming that my intuition would not uh, let me know that maybe I should leave my job if I am going to be out on the street eating roaches. Right. And so I'm assuming I trust, I trust that my intuition has my best, my best like ideas in mind, my best life in mind. And it's always propelling me forward in a positive way. So it, it took me a long time to trust that, you know, it took me, you know, uh, thing after thing of being like, oh, this went well as well. Okay, this went well. Um, I was going to medical school and then I quit medical school to do this. And it wasn't easy to do that. It was it That's was pretty going after- rogue. Yeah, that's going rogue. And so, but it was, you know, coming up to that feeling of like, okay, my, I thought I was going to be a, I want to be a doctor. And, um, but, uh, and so then it's going, okay, so you're right. So maybe if I left my job, then I'm going to be on the street. Your brain's like, Hey, survival, you're going to be on the street. And so, um, and then it's checking back in with your intuition and being like, Hey, intuition, am I going to be on the street? And always bringing that conversation back over to the guy who's going to tell you, straight out and then and then dancing back and forth you don't want to like you know it it isn't always this cut and dry leave your job stay you know stay in your marriage but it is you know in this scenario it's obviously you don't throw your life away but I think that I've never come across a moment where my intuition and me connecting to my intuition and listening to it and doing it hasn't brought me a happier better more healthy life Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe sometimes the uh, the intuition is telling you this is probably something you should do. This is I'm urging you to do this. It isn't necessarily in five minutes from now. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's sometimes that would be my next question. Right. That's right. It's like okay, I should leave my job. You're right. I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy. You know. And so how do we get there? It's all like, okay, well, let's walk on that journey. But it isn't like, screw you guys. I'm out of here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Got it. That's fair. That's, that's good. So we got a little bit of, we got a little balance process, (laughs) right? Okay. All right. (laughs) So what I'm hearing you say is really that we already have the answers that we're looking for. 
Yes, yes, that's amazing. That's exactly, that's my, at the end of every um, a live video, I, I, uh, everywhere I go, um, I say, uh, you are everything you are looking for. I always say the same sentence, that sentence you just said, you are always, you are everything you are looking for. When I end anything, when it comes to a video or a live situation. And I, I think that it's always pointing it back to it's in you. It's all in you. It's not out here somewhere. And I think that that's a, that's powerful. Exactly. Exactly. Incredible. And we'll make a great title for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Oh yeah. We just got, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay. What, all right. Two last things. And I know you're like super in demand and you probably have people waiting in your waiting room right now going, where is she? Line. Line. I know you. Um, okay, so talk for just a second about um, the importance of a community, a, a, that a like-minded community, when, especially when it comes to somebody that's like going, okay, I'm really trying to kind of change the way I move through the world. I'm really trying to tap into this. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, I, I, I have a lot of one-on-one mentoring that I do, um, but I think that there's something really powerful about um, having a bunch of people together, having an experience, because then you can, you're not, you know, sitting there alone in it, there's something really powerful about it. So for instance, uh, maybe I'll do back to like going like Facebook live or something. And there's, I've been doing it for three years, consistently every week. And um, there's people, uh, thousands of people from all over the world, that come together and maybe like someone's in the bathtub and someone's feeding their kids and someone's watching it on their television and someone's standing in, in the yard and somebody's going for a walk, but the, all these people are coming together and we're having this hour together. And that's the same thing with when I do live meditation or the live, whatever I'm up to. Um, uh, I think that there's something about right now, especially Uh, People being able to come together, no matter who they are, no matter what their experience is, is in that moment, and understand that we're all very similar when it comes to um, we're all searching and we're all trying to connect and we're all looking for that feeling of being deeply loved. We're all trying to remember who we are. And when you jam a whole bunch of those people into a room, it only raises the vibration of every person there. And it only helps people feel more and more supported. Mm -hmm. And when you feel supported, you grow. When you're a baby and you're a newborn and you come out of your mom, you'll die if she doesn't hold you. And as an adult, that's not too different. I think that it's different. Like we don't need somebody to carry us around anymore unless yeah. you do. But, <laughs> but yeah. there's, there's something to um, people carrying each other. Mm-hmm. There's something about that that helps us grow and helps us feel like whole people and helps us connect to our intuitive gifts in our life and helps us have happier lives. So I'm, I'm a big component on building com- uh, communities, of people who 
are, you know, working on falling in love with themselves, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's just so lovely. So <laughs> lovely, Candace. You're so lovely, even though, even though you're messy. And I don't know if you combed your hair today, but you're Did lovely. <laughs> you're lovely. Yeah. Okay. I, I got I got one last question, but before I ask it, why don't, <laughs> why don't you quick uh, let people know that don't already know about you, where can they find you? Where's the best place to look for you? Uh, well, if you want to get a uh, session with me privately, you would go to travelingintuitive.com. Um, and uh, if you want to hang out with me and meditate, you would find me at Candice Parisi on the Insight Timer app. Um, and if you want to hang out with me and be silly, you would hang out with me on TikTok. <laughs> and if you want to know a lot about my animals, you would go to my Instagram at Traveling Intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> and if you wanted to um, connect um, uh, and learn more intuitively about yourself and, and be a part of more of a community, you would come and join the Traveling Intuitive group on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, those are kind of the places that you can find me. I'm all over yeah. the place. You can find me. I'm not. Yeah, she's 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 not hard to find, and <laughs> no. uh, uh, and we'll put some of those links up in the show notes too, so people can find you. Um, okay, girlfriend. So, what's the uh, what do you want to leave everyone with? What's your what's your big fat takeaway message? <laughs> yeah, I think that, <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's nothing that you remember um, out of this whole conversation. I think that it's just that. Um, you are, you have all the access to positive, loving, caring energy, and that it is a miracle that you're even a person. And so to figure out how to re-remember that and live a more magical life, you can start to manifest and create everything that you're looking for by becoming more intuitive and so i i and be nice to each other be mm. nice and eat 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 more cake i knew she was gonna <laughs> say freaking cake girl <laughs> okay we can do that <laughs> hey i got a i got a cake from whole foods last night just a whole cake and um and uh it was a chantilly uh with fruit in it it changed my life. And so don't <laughs> underestimate the power. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love it. Okay. Nothing wrong with some cake now and then. I don't know about an entire cake, but a little slice. Eat the whole okay. cake. I have to more. <laughs> All right. You come visit me and we'll go have cake together. Then you want to go on a pie journey. Right. Oh, I like. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of pie and I feel like there mm -hmm. are there are not enough places in the world um, that have really good pie. Don't you think, Christy? I mean, you, you want to go on like a pub crawl for pie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm in. I'm in. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. When I grew up, it was like, um, we grew, I mean, we both grew up in Minnesota and there was like a pie shop. My grandma made pie. I mean, oh, yeah. pie Every was Sunday. just like, yeah. So mm -hmm. pie was it. And I think it's hard to beat a really good pie. I'm just saying. So I think we should go and find Rope like, trip. yeah, yeah. We don't have to, it doesn't have to be like all in one day, but maybe over the course of a few days, we go to some like premier pie spots. Okay. That's what I'm saying. 
All right. Bye. I love it. All right, my friend, you've been awesome as I knew you would. Thank you so much. I think you shared a lot of pretty amazing things with everyone. And if they listen to you and do what you say, you guys, you can be more psychic. You can be more intuitive, right? I mean, yeah. It's so much for having me on. It's pretty awesome. You you two are amazing. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. This has been fun. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for us today. So thank you all for spending time with Christy and Candace and I. And uh, we, we really hope that our conversation um, helps you, truly helps you cultivate your intuition and open up a world of new possibilities for you. So on that note, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. We would just love it if you gave us a rating and a five-star review. Not 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 three, not four. We want five stars. We're, we're asking for the, we're asking for it all here, you guys. Share this if you found value in it. And until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Stay healthy. Stay open to the guidance of your intuition. And go make some epic shift happen in your lives. And you too, Carrie B. Bam. That's a wrap. <laughs>